Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to podcast episode 117 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to help us have the best quality business and personal relationships we can, as I suddenly, for some reason, start to find it difficult to speak. I don't know what that was about, but never mind. Here we are, episode 117, what to do with boundary violations. What to do with boundary violations? Wow. Um, Done a few episodes of late with boundaries, and I think I mentioned it in one of the other episodes, that um, sometimes when I find people ask me about boundaries and setting boundaries more, what they're about is um, wanting to know. It's not about the setting of a boundary. It's more about the maintaining of a boundary or what to do when people violate our boundaries. Um, So I thought I'd do an episode on this because um, in my mind, um, look, uh, I'm still learning. Uh, I very much, I think, you know, boundaries is is something that's still a fairly new um, concept in some ways. Um, And we've got some ideas around boundaries and and healthy and unhealthy dynamics with other other people and with ourselves. Um, There's some real good stuff emerging and there's probably still some stuff that's, uh, um, we're finding our way. How about I say that? <laughs> yes, we're finding our way. That, that, that'll, that'll, be, that'll do. Um, and the bit that I was wanting to kind of talk about today is, is um, the, the part of uh, boundary violations that we can control, which is our thinking and our responding when somebody we perceive that somebody's violated one of our boundaries. Um, and the work I want to kind of draw on first off is the work of uh, Byron Katie, um, who uh, has a, a, a four-question process for challenging um, our thinking. And one of the things that Byron Katie's very big on is, is um, you know, that we get in trouble when our thinking and our ideas about the world clash with the reality of the world. Um, so, you know, somebody violates your boundaries and, and you say to yourself, well, that, that person shouldn't have done that. And, and uh, her line of thinking on this would be, well, you know, how do you feel when you think the person shouldn't have done that and the reality is they did? Um, you, you shouldn't, um, you should respect uh, my um, intellectual ideas and not mock and make fun of them. Um, what's the reality? The person mocked and made fun of my ideas. Um, and her kind of thinking is that when we, when we acknowledge what's happened rather than resisting what's happened, that frees up our mind space to make more practical, that, that puts us into a better place of responding uh, rather than we've got two layers running, the level of resisting what happened and then also trying to figure out what we're going to do whilst we're resisting what happened rather than go, okay, we lean into what's happened. Now, how specifically are we going to respond? And that's when, you know, people shouldn't violate my boundaries. Well, the reality is from time to time, people do. Um, So when that happens, and it's going to be inevitable, then what's the process 
for thinking and feeling and responding in the best possible way that we can. Um, first off, um, like I said, uh, it's the acknowledgement that from time to time, people are going to treat us in ways that aren't okay. Um, and then what specifically do we do about that? Um, and the clearer we are about it, the less triggered we are about it, um, the more effective we can be about responding. Now, this is not about um, denying our feelings here. Um, you know, this is not about um, being um, complicit and all allowing of poor treatment, you know, that somehow it's spiritual to just accept all things that is. Um, uh, no, we're not, we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about that at all. We're just talking about um, acknowledging what's happened and then, and, and, and acknowledging the reality of what's happened and then what specifically do we do about it? So, you know, someone's excessively rude or it continues to offer us unsolicited advice. Um, you know, um, then we're starting to look at, first off, the part that we can control. What can I control in this when this happens? Well, I can control my own thinking and responding about it. So um, if I'm looking at, at this and I'm trying to assess what is, you know, functional, let's say, for example, someone's kind of, you know, um, criticize me, your ideas are stupid, you wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about, you flaming idiot, or, or, or something like, like that. Um, and, you know, I go, that's unacceptable that people speak to me like that. Well, yes, that's okay, but it's also recognizing that sometimes people, you know, we can't control how people are going to speak to us. Um, but if that style of being spoken to in that belittling way um, triggers more than just um, the, the the response of the present moment, you know, because maybe one of my parents had a very similar critical style so that now I'm seething in shame and guilt and embarrassment, then I'm likely to rock it back in an overly aggressive way in how dare you speak to me and don't you ever speak to me like that again. That's that, you know, um, and and I don't want people to tell me what to do in an aggressive way and how I'm going to affirm that is I'm going to tell you what to do in an aggressive way. So <laughs> the very thing that I don't want to happen to me is is exactly the way I'm responding to you. Um, so I'm, I'm getting as clear as I can on the subtext of my emotional reactions. You know, is this just about my... If I'm kind of shame-obsessed, I know for myself when I've been attacked in the past... There's a degree of kind of some, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if it's really hit me in my childhood wounds, then I'll feel deep shame. I'll feel deep embarrassment. Um, I'll almost feel like a little boy who can't defend himself. It's, it's, it, it feels like my, I'm going to be annihilated, which of course, you know, back as a little kid might've been a valid response, but is very unhelpful as an adult and also very untrue. There's a lot of things I can do now um, if someone speaks to me in a, a mocking and belittling way. Um, I don't have to completely uh, age regress back to feelings of like a four-year-old boy in an adult's world. I can just go, hang on a moment, that's, you know, if you want to challenge me on my ideas, then let's talk about that. Um, but I don't see um, calling me stupid because you don't agree with my point of view. That's probably not going to work. Um, 
you know, so that I can I can maintain a space of responding from the present in 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 you know in what I'm going to what's my strategy for reasserting my boundary? Um, I'm going to stay in the present. I'm going to respond from the present, and then from there I'm far more likely to um, if I if it's a process where I need to reassert my boundary or clarify what is and isn't okay when it comes to uh, challenging me on an intellectual idea that I can do that from a very calm and stable place. Okay, happy to have a conversation with you if you're happy to hear me. Um, if the you know is there anything I could say that might change your mind on this topic? Um, and if the person says yes, great, then let's set the parameters for what's uh, a healthy intellectual disagreement where we both hopefully will come away learning a bit more about the topic we're discussing and also a bit more about each other. Um, but if the person is in no way interested um, in in having their mind changed or open to hearing a, a different idea um, and they only want to mock, belittle and criticize, then it's probably just going, thank you, that's not going to work for me. Um, I don't need to join you in that and mock and criticize and belittle you back. I just go, thanks, that's not going to work. Um, and then from there, I'm likely to make a, a clearer choice as to what I want to do about that. And again, that's entirely up to you is how you want to kind of respond and if you still want to engage. But we're talking about getting to our best possible space of responding. Our be how do I bring my best possible thinking forward when I perceive that my boundaries have been violated? Um, what you do with that from there, that's entirely your choice. Whether you kind of go, well, we what I think this is about is we we just need to clarify what is okay and what isn't. Name calling, not okay, thank you. Want to disagree with me on an intellectual level? We you know we want to throw back backwards and forwards some some different conflicting pieces of research. Um, you, you know, but you saying, oh well, any educated person wouldn't hold that view. Hang on a moment, is it is it an argument of education? or the research that I'm looking at and the authorities that I value are not the same as yours. Similar when we're thinking about trying to argue with someone who's got a different religion to us. Um, it's not a, I, I, would, I would suggest that this is not necessarily about education, more about upbringing and who we value as, as, an, you know, as a credible source of authority. And if we've got two different credible sources of authority, then okay, you believe what you want to believe, I'll believe what I want to believe, and as long as we can behave in a mutually respectful and non-harmful way to each other, why would I worry what you think or, or you worry about me? You, you, you live your life, you have your beliefs and ideas, and I'll be over here. You know, where we get into, where we get into questions about appropriateness is when feelings and thinking turn into behavior um, and and. Uh, potentially threatening, invasive, demeaning, aggressive styles of behavior, then that's a different kind of paradigm. Um, but if we're, like I said, I think our best chance, because these, you know, these can be challenging waters to navigate when somebody has really kind of triggered us in a way or done something or perhaps it's come in, in a surprising way, you know, we, we were feeling relaxed and calm and somebody, you know, somebody launched a surprise attack on us that can that can pop us back on our heels and we have to take a moment to go okay you know or buy time I, I I'm gonna need to think about that I'm gonna step away and and I'll reopen this conversation with you um, and we're also compassionate from time to time where you know 
for whatever reason, we weren't able to set or hold on to ourselves in a dynamic where somebody, um, you know, violated our, our uh, a, a boundary or, or stepped over it. Um, like I said, if that was intentionally or accidentally because, you know, they come from a different family system with a different set of ideas. So again, you know, that's the other thing to ascertain here. Is there a degree of intentionality in this? And is it about power and control? Or is it just a harmless accident and you've come from a different family culture with a different set of boundaries to me. So, you know, where's the intention here? And sometimes we can ask that too if you want to clarify. What's your intention behind behaving towards me like that right now? What's your intention towards speaking um, at me like that right now? Just so I can understand, you know, where, where we're at. Because my assumption is you, you, you mean well, um, but this is how I took that. This is the meaning I made up about what I heard um, you say or, you know, saw you do, could, would, would you be able to clarify that um, for the purpose of us, you know, moving forward in an even more harmonious space than we are now? Because again, we can, if we use these moments well, this might be a chance to really get to know each other more deeply, maybe a chance to, to have an even more intimate and integrous connection. Um, and then that folds itself back onto you know, like I said, if we got caught by surprise or, you know, we're, we're lacking sleep and our self-care is not good and, and, and we, we, we got steamrolled in our own mind's eye, then we also have to be very, very careful about the kind of internal boundaries we set and how we internally respond. If, you know, that our inner critic uses that as an opportunity to berate and humiliate us, well, look at that. You know, you're an adult person who still can't set proper boundaries. What kind of a weak sack of crap are you that you can't da-da-da-da-da, you know? And so we're also very, very careful about not letting, you know, because sometimes the, the, you know, there's you know, a perception of a, a violation of my boundaries and how I have them presently constructed in the external world. But sometimes that's nowhere near as bad as what I'll do to myself inside my own head. Um, because someone only spoke to me, you know, in a manner that I interpreted to be rude and abusive once, but then I went to town on myself in my own head. Um, and I replayed that conversation over and over. And then I used that to uh, belittle myself and criticize myself and, and reaffirm some of my negative self-identity. So again, when we're looking at our kind of the part that we can control, which is, you know, what, how am I responding to this thing that happened? Um, we're also getting very, very clear as if our inner critic has used this as a moment to hijack and, and become, you know, um, it, it does all the work <laughs> of, of, of violating us. And we feel like we've got very few defences because it knows all our weak spots. Um, you know, well, you've never been able to set a decent boundary. You've never been able to stand up for yourself in a healthy way. Um, you've always caved into people. Ah, oh, you're a disgusting worm, da 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 da, da. And, and again, we're setting a boundary around that you know, even if that's, um, you know, I think it's Pete Walker who looks at, so he supports people in comp, uh, recovering from complex PTSD, that, that, you know, again, what we do on the outside, we can do on the inside and say, stop, stop. You know, that's that's not going to work. I'm, I'm not going to speak to myself in that manner because I wouldn't allow somebody on the external to me to do that and I'm not allowing that to happen 
right now. You know, and then we've got to fight the way our critic feels that it's actually justified and that right now, because we made a little mistake or we got caught by surprise, that, you know, this is an opportunity to viciously punish self rather than here's a moment for absolute compassion. Compassion for self, one, because that's actually what we deserve. It was just a little moment, just a little mistake, no big deal. We all do it. We're all human. Um, we all have moments where we don't show up as eloquently as we like for ourselves, um, and that you know, you know, we take those moments that that I might need to kind of review that in a gentle and compassionate way to go. How specifically would I respond more effectively around that next time? Um, but also so that you know we're not in that violent emotional backwash and a, and a flood of shame and guilt and internalized rage because that's also going to impact my ability to you know respond effectively to the external dynamic with this person who I perceived as being the original source of offense you know so we're also very careful that yes there might have been a moment where you know I had a jarring exchange with somebody but how much more jarring have I made that by repetitive compulsive playing over it in my own mind and and that if you know the person who actually was the most um who violated uh, my sense of self the most was actually me in my critical internal talk so um you know w watch watch what our inner critic does in these moments be compassionate be understanding that setting boundaries and getting better and better is a skill set. It's a process, especially when we, you know, and it can be very anxiety provoking if we grew up in very um, boundary, you know, about very boundaryless home, or you know, we weren't entitled as children to set any form of boundary that wasn't eviscerated and steamrolled over. Um, that we've got these moments where we're really aware of what kind of feelings it brings up in us, and and that you know, our, my intent is to. Be as clear and, and and in my present day adult as I possibly can, and respond to the dynamic in the now from the now. You know that that and later on I'll go back and go. Well, it it evoked some feelings that I that I had as a kid when these things happened. Okay, well I'll square away some time to look at that. But right now, um, you know, am I over responding? Am I you know to this? Um, and I'm doing, above all, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, this is a process. Um, and as long as we've got an intent and we're setting the intention to get better and better at, you know, um, the inevitable, like I said, the one, you know, people are going to violate your boundaries. Uh, that, you know, um, I'll give you that one for free. That's going to happen. Um sometimes accidentally, sometimes intentionally. So we're, we're well worth exploring getting better at the skill of resetting or reaffirming boundaries or responding as eloquently and effectively to boundary violations as we can. But we're also seeing the gift in these very painful moments, which is, you know, this gives me a chance to explore what I've got running at a deep level. It's another chance for, um, if I want to use it, um, for healing my wounds, for getting better and better at supporting me. And above all, um, whether I whether I can hold a boundary effectively in a moment or, or not, um, above all, I've got compassion for where I am.
you know, oh, I should be able to set boundaries by now. Well, the reality is sometimes I can and sometimes I still can't. And there's certain type of people that I find more challenging to do that with than others. Okay, I'm working on it. It's okay. I'm doing the best I can for right now. And when we can be forgiving and compassionate, like I said, it's it's about managing our internal system as much as possible so that we can have uh, the best possible external um, response um, and we can always uh, revisit, improve, and work on these things going forward. Um, so that will probably hold us off for there. There's another bit of a ramble on boundaries, jumped all over the place, as is my customary style. I hope, um, however, that there was some things that you could take away from that. See, there we go, already going into critical self-analysis, and we haven't even closed the show off yet. Yay! That's efficiency, folks. Um, and again, it's like I said, we, we, we continue to work on just setting the intent. It's okay. We're getting better and better. We're working on it, and the more we do it, the better we'll get at it. Um, you know, and uh, um, setting those boundaries with that inner critic to go, no, thank you, not today. Don't, don't, you know, have something useful as far as feedback. But if you're going to just tear me down, no, I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Um, and uh, I hope, again, this episode gives you some more to think about relative to boundaries because it's a, it's a large area, it's an emerging area, it's a very interesting area. Um, but if it, it helps, then great um so as always if you've been listening through uh following the show for for right the way through for some period of time my profoundest thanks to you hope you're still in continuing to enjoy it and 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 uh, finding the episodes that bring you help and resource um if you're just joining us welcome um hope you enjoyed the episode if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to follow the program. And of course, for anyone listening, if you know of somebody who you think this episode might help, um, please direct them to it. Um, would greatly appreciate the support. And uh, the show is also available on Podbean, Stitcher and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website emergencetraining.com.au. If you've got any ideas for episodes, please let me know. If I think that I can, you know, put something forward, um, then I will. Um, and apart from that, I wish you every success in life, in love and in your relationships. And uh, until uh, we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.